Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Good morning. I'm Joan Marlowe, and I am honored to have been asked to sub for Dr. Pat today for her show. And yeah, the question is, you know, what, what would you do if, if you knew that the op- no option was on the table that you were going to fail? Well, my guest today is one of those people as far as um, sticking to it and figuring out how to make it happen. And um, again, my show is typically awareness to action. Typically, I am on on uh, first and third Tuesdays at 9 a.m. And my show is all about offering journeys, uh, my, my guests' journeys, to living to towards their living their life's purpose. So it's all about looking at that element. And I address five A's in every every single thing we're doing. The first A, of course, is awareness. The last A is actions. But what happens in the middle between that awareness and that action? One piece is acknowledgement. The other piece is acceptance, and it's all in a beautiful wrapper of authenticity. So those are the five A's. So I hope you'll consider joining me and, and, and visiting some of the episodes that I've already done. And uh, it's amazing how the universe presents information that's needed at that moment, at this moment in time. So not only was I provided the opportunity to um, have Dr. Pat's show today being Cinco de Mayo, because my guest, Luann Lennox, is the founder of a business called Tequila Snobs. So how appropriate that she said, hey, we've got an available spot on Cinco de Mayo. So yesterday was part one and today is part two. But again, the universe continued to share really cool information. So this morning during my um, my early morning mindfulness and meditation practice, the, the device that I'm using actually had the topic of creative play and creative fun. And I just smiled to myself because I know what's ahead for you folks as far as what Luann has to offer. And I am all about fun as well. My power statement is I'm open, honest, and fun. So if I can't be open, I can't be honest, I'm not going to have fun. I'm not doing it. So that's another reason why Luann is also a personal friend of mine. But what's even better is that during this practice this morning, information came to me. There was a Pablo Picasso quote that was used to wrap the whole session up. And it was something like, every child is an artist. The problem is how to, how to remain an artist once he grows up. And it speaks to the fact that, again, if there was no option that you were going to fail, what would you do? The other thing would be you play with wild abandon as a child. You'd, there's no judgment involved. You are just living freely. So hopefully we can take you back to that world and in those thoughts through the help of Luann. So let me share a little bit about Luann. Luann Lennox is the founder of Tequila Snobs and is very passionate about Mexico's favorite spirit, tequila. She's been doing in-person tequila tasting parties and corporate events for eight plus years. She's been published in local magazines and newspapers online and in print. With the stay-at-home orders this past year, she created something she calls Sipping in Place events. Virtually, Luann takes her guests through an enlightening and entertaining adventure surrounding the details and tastes of the beautiful agave spirit called tequila. She educates about the growing, harvesting, making, aging, and bottling of the Southwest's favorite beverage. And I bet I bet it's a little more expansive than the Southwest. I'm a Jersey girl, so I think we have tequila there too. She leads you to swirl and sip tequila as you would an exquisite cognac or scotch and enjoy the same as a rich Cabernet. She has converted countless tequila haters into tequila lovers because love conquers hate in all arenas of life. Her fun tagline is become enamored, not hammered with tequila snobs. 
So yesterday's show was talking about her business, Tequila Snobs, and the obstacles that she faced, et cetera. So my hope is that you'll go back and listen to that. Today, we're fast forwarding, and you're going to have an opportunity or a glimmer to look at what it's like to experience one of her virtual events, because today we are going to be making a margarita. We offered up um, an opportunity for you to, to get your supplies ahead of time. But again, we can share that information with you later if you don't. But she and I are going to be making our, our margaritas. So we are ready to roll. And again, there's awareness around every corner, trust me. So get ready for this adventure. Again, I'm Joan Marlowe and welcome Luann Lennox. Yay, thank you so much, Joan, nice words. You, um, yes, we're going to make a margarita and make it virtually. And this is exactly what I do. But imagine me being one of those little squares and then all your friends and family all around you in these little squares on a, um, a video, which of course can be people all over the world, all over the nation or just across the street and your friends. Mm -hmm. But before we really dive right into making a margarita, certainly we have to talk about the fact that today is May 5th. It's so funny to me when people say, when is Cinco de Mayo? Like Cinco means five and of is day and Mayo is May. So it's kind of like people asking, when's the 4th of July? Well, it's on the fourth day of July. When is Cinco de Mayo? It's on the fifth day of May. And certainly I, I think, especially in the States, we get completely wrapped around that Cinco de Mayo is a Mexican holiday and it's when we drink tequila and when we celebrate with margaritas. And why is that? Because tequila and margaritas, of course, come from Mexico and is Mexico's favorite beverage. But it kind of gets lost in the shuffle of what Cinco de Mayo really, why did and do the Mexicans celebrate? So I want to talk a little bit about that day. Like, God forbid that we only decorate with red, white, and blue stuff on 4th of July. We kind of know why it's celebrated. So the same as Cinco de Mayo. So I'm going to talk about, talk about that and that battle and such. Um, does that sound great? Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So it was back a long time ago. I think Revolutionary War, just after that or a hundred years after that, in 1861 through 1862, um, the French and the Spanish, not Mexican, but the Spanish, the French, and a little bit of US all managed and um, ran and try, were fighting to try to see who was going to get the area Mexico, which of course included even Arizona and some of the, some of the lower states was included in Mexico at that time. And um, the French were over, over the, the managing director. Is, is that what happened back in the 1800s? I don't think so. So the big guy was Napoleon III. And he, over, he watched over the forces and he's the one that put them to battle. And so the English, the Spanish, and the French all invaded Mexico. Well, eventually the English and the Spanish got tired of it and kind of gave up a bit of the battle, but the Spanish under Napoleon were still, or sorry, the French under Napoleon were still really, really um, wanting to take control of Mexico. In, in addition to some wealthy landowners, they all wanted, they wanted Mexico and they were still fighting. So General Ignacio, am I saying that right? I'm Spanish, I gotta get better at my Spanish. Um, Zargaz, he, got together a battle and a group of people, but it was mostly Latin American um, people that are, were descended from Latin America and the native Mexicans. So think indigenous people of Mexico, the Zapatico. They all got together and it was very, very small, very weak. I shouldn't say weak, very small and a very under, they didn't have a lot of guns, didn't have the kind of stuff that the French had, and they went to war with the French. The French had about 10 times as many people and stronger stronger um, guns, strong, just everything. They were way better equipped than the Spanish and the Mexicans. 
However, in 1862, they won that battle. And that was on May 5th that that battle won. Now I say battle because it wasn't the war, the war continued, but there was this one battle considered the Battle of Pueblo in 1862 and they won. They beat the French, even though they were way underdogs. They totally were not expected to win. So they won that battle. So in the city of Pueblo, they really, really celebrate with speeches and parades and reenactments. But truly, all of Mexico doesn't really celebrate Cinco de Mayo. However, us Americans, just like St. Patrick's Day, just like any holiday, we love it and embrace it like crazy. It's one of my busiest, busiest times of the year. It's a great, great reason to celebrate um, Mexico's favorite, favorite beverage. Tequila, which of course in tequila or in a margarita is tequila. So that's kind of where it all started. So it makes sense to celebrate making a margarita. Mm -hmm. By all means, by all means. So can you take a couple of minutes and explain um, you know, where the tequila actually comes from? I mean, just the process of, of its journey to end up in a bottle? Absolutely. And a few minutes, how about a few hours? There's so much fun yeah. stuff to talk about with it. But um, tequila, of course, is made from the blue Weber agave. Has to be blue Weber agave. Can't call it tequila if it's made from any other type of agave. It has to be the blue Weber agave. And the agave, of course, my logo and my little guy in the background here, if you can see him. The agave, massive, huge, big, big, big plant. Certainly they start out small, but they don't process those agaves till eight to 12 years. That plant has to grow for eight to 12 years before they will harvest that agave, before it's ripe enough and ready to be processed and to be, to, to be used for tequila. So after that amount of time, and you see what's the difference between eight and 12 years, there's a big difference. Well, it depends on mother nature, the amount of rain, the amount of wind, the sunshine, the soil, there's so much that goes into the growing of these agaves. And of course, the more expensive and the sweeter ones will come from the older, more mature agaves. Less expensive, cheaper tequilas often will use younger, not as mature agaves, but those are still six, eight, 10 years old, as in not mature. So they dig up that agave, and they chop all the picas off, which are the, the leaves. And what's left is the center, this massive, huge center. And that's called a piña. That center, think like an artichoke, is then baked in an oven. Now, another three-hour conversation. There's different ways that they bake these, these piñas. But the traditional way is to bake it in an oven. So think about an apple getting sticky and sweet as it's baked. And then that piña is then pressed, the juice comes out of it. They ferment that juice with a very, very special individual yeast and every distillery has their own yeast. And that's what specifically gives you the different flavors and the different nuances. And then once it's distilled, it's then, once it's fermented, then it's distilled at least two times and put into a bottle. When that happens, you get clear, beautiful, clear, clear, clear tequila, or it's aged. Aged where? It's aged in a barrel. And there's lots that goes into the barrel aging and lots of different barrels and such. We'll talk a little bit more about that, but that's your choice. Either it goes straight into a bottle or the same juice is then rested in a barrel, which causes it to be reposado or inejo, depending on how long it's rested. Oh my gosh, that was so much information. Reposado is the younger, and Añejo is the older. Is aged, yes. And Blanco is no aging, so it's absolutely the youngest. Blanco is the youngest with no aging. And then yes, Reposado is rested, and Añejo is aged longer than the Reposado. And every company, every brand always has at least three kinds, has those three ages, those three age designations, always. And why does that matter? We're going to talk as we make our margarita, different ones 
pair better with different types of margaritas and will give you a different flavor profile. The same as with the difference between white wine and red wine. They're, they're different and should be paired differently. Well, as we get ready to go to break, I think you'll all agree that there's far more to tequila than you ever imagined. And Luann is a walking encyclopedia for this. And my, my hope against hope is that you're going to go away and not look at the tequila, because I certainly did my story that we'll tell in a little bit. Um, you won't be looking at tequila the same way you've looked at it before. So that's very important as well. So let's take a moment and go on break. And then we are going to continue our journey towards making our, mar our perfect margarita with Luann. Thank you. Welcome to Light Body Wisdom with internationally known light body whisperer, Grace Home. She will make you laugh and yawn as you release lifetimes of trauma and begin to feel much lighter. Your divine gifts may be activated, allowing you to weave light into the fabric of the world. Are you ready to be your own light and shine? For more information about Grace, visit gracegholm.com. That's gracegholm.com. Take the power of essential oil healing to the next level with the Essential Light Insight Deck, containing 61 oracle cards. Each card holds a painting and message that captures the spirit of an essential oil. By drawing a card, you'll illuminate the spiritual healing capacity of plants and transform your day. For more information about the Essential Light Insight Deck and Gen Reaper, visit Thriveology.com. Hi, I'm Brittany Miles from Miles to Go, How to Lose to Gain It All. I have a mindfulness practice to help you face difficult emotions. It's called RAIN. Developed by Tara Brock, the letters mean the following. R, recognize what's happening to you. A, allow the situation to be as it is. I, investigate feelings with interest and care and nurture yourself with self-compassion. So you see, rain isn't so bad after all. Tune into my show to learn more. See you on the second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern here on Transformation Talk Radio. Feel free to reach out to me at milestogocoaching.com. That's miles, the number two, gocoaching.com. Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death from debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuiper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind. Anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com. And as we come back from break, we now see that, um, that Luann has um, a, a gorgeous, gorgeous sombrero on. And of course, with everything with Luann, the sombrero has a story. So do tell. My fun sombrero. I don't know how they wear these though. Like it's so big, can't do anything in it. I know. And she, she, begged, she begged me not to have her wear it throughout the whole show. And I it's said, perfect. I'd like to wear it the whole time, but I think it'll mess up our, it'll mess up my, um, my agave squeezing. But yes, <laughs> really, really beautiful. And these are, this is a really legitimate, you know, a real, a real one from Mexico, a very good friend of mine gave me these and they were her grandfather's. So I always have them just on my display back there, but what better day to sport them as today? So yeah, beautiful, big and gorgeous, but I, I can't make a sensible margarita with it on. No, you can't. Sure. Now this I can handle. How about I handle this one? Do, 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 do. There. Okay, cool. Perfect. There, there. There, perfect. So more importantly, let's talk, look at you guys are getting to know the real me now. I'm getting all crazy. Um, let's talk about making Mexico's favorite drink on Cinco de Mayo. If you're not gonna just sip tequila straight, which is really higher end tequila is really what I would prefer you do. We're gonna at least make the perfect margarita. Good plan? Good plan. Good plan. Okay. 
So the sweet, the sour, and the buzz. Super easy. You're home watching me. There's no one around. Say it out loud. The sweet, the sour, and the buzz. Those are the three ingredients and the only things you need for your margarita. That's it. Now I'm going to go a little bit out of order because we want to talk about the lime first. That's the sour, the sour. Now I know you can get lime in a bottle and on the back of the bottle, it'll say 100% lime juice. It's a lie. It doesn't work. I've tried it. I've bought it. And, and I looked at the ingredients. I actually had a really big event and I needed to make a whole lot of margaritas. So I thought, well, this is 100% lime juice. It'll be okay. I bought it. It was horrible. So that night, then I ran to the store and I squeezed 70 limes that night to make enough lime juice for my margaritas. So I'm telling you, there's nothing like it. These are very inexpensive and you've got to, got to use a fresh, fresh lime. Now let's talk choosing the lime. And usually if I'm doing a tequila party or a margarita making party, I, I really have everybody show off their lime when we talk about it. And I know you're thinking lime, it should be green, but sometimes if it's a little bit yellow and a little bit sun-kissed, oh, Jones is perfect. Yes. Um, that's actually better. And in my teeny tiny brain, I think it's hanging on the tree. And rather than it being totally green, when they picked it, it was a little bit almost overripe. And if it's overripe, again, think any kind of fruit, what's that going to impart? It's going to be a sweeter, more um, easier, more juicy, more ripe, more sweet is always better. So little sun-kissed spot on it is okay. But above all, you also want to make sure, and I wish I had a bad one and I don't, um, you want to make sure that the skin is very, very smooth. Sometimes when you look at your whole pile of, of limes that are there at the grocery store, you'll notice that they're a little bit bumpy, like almost like orange peel. And again, to me, it feels like they didn't grow as big as they could be. Like they didn't grow into the skin, right? The skin is still a little bit, a little bit loose or a little, it's just not stretched. So the shiny, smooth, stretched skin, again, have grown to full potential before they were picked. If you shop at the same grocery store as I do, I have probably touched every single one of the lines that you have at home right now because you also want to take and give them all a little squeeze. They should give a little bit, almost like a ripe peach or a plum. They should just, or a, or a mango. They should give a little bit. They should be a little bit soft. So you see me messing around with this with this lime, which I should have told you to be doing while I was gabbing. Um, take your lime before you cut it, and you really want to roll it on the counter. If you have a white counter, it will stay in the counter. So you're better to put it on a cutting board and knead it. And just really what you're doing here is you are loosening the um, juice from the pulp. Joan is rolling. I can't see her. I am rolling. I can't see her. Can't see her board, but I'm thinking she's rolling beautifully. Here's my board. Okay, there's her board. Okay, so what you're gonna do first is you grab your glass. Do you all have a nice rocks glass? Yes, yes. Little, this kind of glass is perfect. A margarita glass is okay too. Um, you know, For a simple margarita, I always like just kind of a, a nice rocks glass. And you see, I have, um, I'm gonna explain my little insignia in a minute. Um, so yeah, Joan, your glass is perfect. So while you've got that glass, you're going to take one of the ends where, you know, where the stem was and just slice that off just a tiny, tiny bit, just enough to, to open it up and get to the flesh. But it's a teeny, tiny, little, 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 little sliver. Then you're going to take that sliver, take your glass and give it a rim that little piece. I've seen people do just water for this, but lime juice is super sticky. And that's the whole idea. If you wanna dip your glass in salt or um, some, sort of, some sort of yummy rim. A lot of people say, I don't like salt. No salt for me. It makes me swollen or, or, or it's puffy or whatever. This is 
Have you ever heard of tahini? Tahini is a really neat, um, it's a little bit of chili, chili spice and a tiny bit of salt. You can do that if you don't love the salt, but there's just something about that sensation when you press your lips up against the glass and you've got that little spicy or salty little flavor. So I highly recommend always ringing your glass, even if you're not gonna take all the salt off of it. I just really recommend it. But I like this little red trim is kind of kind of fun and kind of nice. So you wanna do that and set it aside. I can't tell you how many times I've put the ice in before I rim it. And I've literally turned it upside down and dropped the ice into my salt. Like, what am I thinking? So make sure you do that. Okay. So you've got your other, your other half. Correct. Correct. You've got, or you've got the leftover line now. Now you're going to take this and you're going to slice it in half. Um, regular, like doesn't matter, but lengthways you're going to, you, there's my little end that was cut off. Right. And I'm going to cut it this way. I don't know how to explain, but you know, just cut it in half, cut it in half because we're going to squeeze it. And you'll probably notice as you cut it, um, there's a lot of juice running out already because you really smooshed it up. So take your shaker. Now, if we weren't talking so much and spending some time, I would say you'd have ice in your shaker already. But because we're gonna take a little while and I'm gonna go through this slowly, I mean, truly it should only take you five, six minutes to make a margarita. But because we're talking, you don't have any ice in this yet. But normal circumstances, you'd have the ice and you'd squeeze your lime right in, into the ice. So you have your lime squeezer, yes? Somewhere? Yep. Pull that out. I'm gonna use my big, big, big squeezer. And both of those pieces that you cut, you're gonna squeeze both of them into your shaker. It's one and two. If you're using the hand squeezer, which is great, make sure you turn it sideways and really get and really get the juice out. I'm not making any noise. All quiet. Okay, so, and because you don't have ice, you can really see, if you look in there, it's probably about an ounce. One lime will give you about an ounce of lime juice. So the sweet, the sour, and the buzz, and this was the sour. You ready to move on to the sweet? Um, I'm busy reading my notes from our producer. Okay, are we in a good place to do a break? So when I come back, we're gonna talk about the sweet, super important. There are many sweet choices and some of them are really bad ones. And then there's perfect ones. So we'll be right back. We're gonna talk about the second step, the sweet, the sour, and the buzz. We're gonna talk about the sweet. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today. Or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey everybody, it's me, psychic medium Jamie. And me, Spirit Walker Nicole. We are so excited to introduce you to our new live call-in show called Shades of Spirit on TransformationTalkRadio.com. As we connect you with your crossed over loved ones, angels, and guides, and also help you develop your own psychic and healing abilities. For more information and to book your own private experience, go to ShadesOfSpirit.com and also follow us on TransformationTalkRadio.com.
How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing, or just doing my job, when really you knocked it out of the park? How did you get like this? Next time someone tells you great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self and how far you can go by being more you. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack, and I'm excited to tell you about the latest technology. It is new to this country, and it's just amazing. It's out of Germany. The Healy is state-of-the-art technology for improving and changing the body vibration. I have more information about the Healy on my website, maryjanemack.com, or you can call the office at 888-777-4232. I love our music. It's great. So hi, I'm Joan Marlowe, and this is Awareness to Action, and I'm covering for Dr. Pat, so I'm honored to be here. My guest today is Luann Lennox, and she's the founder of Tequila Snobs. And in honor of Cinco de Mayo, we are creating and making a perfect margarita. So where we are at this point in time, we've got our lines all squozen. I guess it's squozen in our in our little mixers and we're getting we're getting close to moving forward here and now we're going to talk about the sweet because Luann says it's the sweet the sour and the buzz are the three essentials of any margarita so here we go yes not only the essentials but the only ingredients you need so the sweet the sour and the buzz the sour of course was easy that was your perfect line the sweet In many margaritas, you'll see sweet and sour mix. You'll see um, Cointreau or an orange liqueur. To me, as we know, tequila is made out of the blue Weber agave. So it makes sense to me. They pair really well. What grows together, blends together really well in a drink is agave syrup. 100% agave syrup. Tequila is made out of an agave. Agave syrup is perfect. There's lots of different agave syrups out there. This is one that I really like um, just because it's it's thin. Like you want one that's pretty thin. I think about something, if it's thick like honey, then when you put it in a drink with ice, it's going to coagulate a little bit, right? So I like the ones that are thin. This one is actually found with the mixed drink area where the margarita mixes and so on are, um, as opposed to where the sugar is or where the honey and the agave um, nectar mm-hmm. is. So this is agave syrup one of my favorites. So this is the sweet portion, the sweet, the sour, and the buzz. This is the sweet piece. But as I talked about mixes, I do want to mention one little thing. Um, you can buy a mix in a bottle, right? Right. You can buy these kind of mixes. What's And it says, just add tequila. It's perfect. This mix, first ingredient, water. Second ingredient, high fructose corn syrup. Ooh. Then there are 10 more ingredients that honestly I can't pronounce, except for the last one, which is yellow color number five. That's all that's in this. Don't do it. Don't do it. This is a headache waiting to happen. This is promised headache, promised headache. I'll put that out of the camera. So sweet, the sour and the buzz, that's all you need. So you're sweet. Let's crack open your little agave syrup. And remember, um, the sweet, the sour, and the buzz, with it being sweet, um, you can always add a little bit more, but you can never really take it out. So the sweet and the sour are equal parts. So if you're doing a pitcher, you do half a pitcher of sweet, half a pitcher of sour. If you're doing a drink, then it's one shot of lime juice, which is about one fresh lime, and one shot of sweet. However, disclaimer, I always do a little less. I personally like my not as sweet and then it's going to be lower calories and lower sugar, but it should be equal parts. 
but I go a little light. And then once I drink it, if it's too sour, you can add a little more sweet in. You can't ever take it out. So we did a shot of lime and I'm gonna do a little less than a shot of agave syrup. There you are with the sweet. Now, we're gonna move on to the buzz. Three guesses, the first two don't count. What's the buzz? Tequila. Tequila, indeed. Now there's a bunch to know about tequila and I talked about the different designations and the different ages when we started. Um, ideally, if you are doing just a straight up fresh margarita, I like to use a very young tequila, which is a Blanco. You don't wanna use a really expensive tequila that's been aged and they put all this time and effort into all these beautiful little honey and oak and cinnamon nuances. And then you're just putting lime and, and agave syrup in it. Where a Blanco is really strong agave forward. What does agave taste like? Kind of grassy and herbal. And, and, and so you want it to, um, you want to use a Blanco, ideally. However, I like to use a Reposado sometimes too. Reposado is, and you can get less expensive Reposados, and that would be a little bit more gold one. But if it says gold on the label, don't buy that because they're just saying gold. What they mean is they added gold color. Mm -hmm. um, but it's gold because it takes the color out of the barrel because it's been aged. But a Reposado will say Reposado. It won't say gold on it. How do I tell a good bottle of tequila and a bad bottle of tequila? Super simple. If you forget everything about this, this one tiny little thing you'll remember, make sure somewhere on the label, it says 100% agave. You'll see them, they say made of agave, with Blue Weber agave, lot of agave in here, but that won't say 100% agave unless it is. 100% agave. And anything less than 100% agave means that it's only 51% agave. And the other 49% is high fructose corn syrup, any kind of filler, brown sugar, circulose, glycerin to make it feel more silky in your mouth. All of that, again, headache. All that equates to headache. So you just want to make sure it says 100% agave. Joan, what do you have? So, well, yesterday when we were, when I was in my liquor cabinet pulling out my proper, my proper tequilas and through my world of um, life with Luann and experiencing tequila tasting with her, I have a whole new appreciation. So I do have some sipping tequilas as well. But again, when she was saying about the light part, one of the tequilas that I pulled out was, it was, it was clear. It was a Jose Cuervo Especial Tequila Silver, and it says it's made with blue agave. Now, what was your response immediately? Well, it's indeed, they're not lying. It is made with blue agave, but how much? Yeah. By law, it only, by Mexican law and, and for the distilleries, it only has to be 51% agave. And certainly it's way cheaper for companies to put fillers in, to put grain alcohol, to put sugar, to put headaches into the cheap tequila. All of you that raise your hand and say they had that horrible experience with tequila, more than likely you were younger, you had less money than you have now, and you all pulled your dollars together and you bought the cheapest, largest gallon jug of tequila that you could find. And that was one that had a lot of fillers and that's the one that made you swear tequila off and never drink tequila again because you remember that horrible, horrible, yep. Yep. That horrible the days after it was still hanging. So yeah. the other two that I happened to have in my cabinet was a Cor Coralejo 99,000, which is an Añejo. It says 100% de agave. And her first comment was, that's an expensive tequila to use in your margarita, but okay, that was a choice. And then my other one, and again, she taught me all kinds of things about the label. And then my last one that I had was an 1800 Reposado. And this one was a gift easily 20 years ago 
or house sitting when I still live back in Virginia. <laughs> and so it was aged then. So now it's even aged more. So this is like really special occasion stuff, but it's a reposado nonetheless. So any comments about those? And then we're going to, then we're going to cut to a break. Okay. Um, what I'll say about the añejos and the reposados, the ones that are aged, think about a red wine. So they're, they're um, more aged. They taste more like honey. Um, that oak is in there, more wood type flavors. Those type of, of tequilas blend really well with maybe a blackberry or a strawberry, um, maybe a strawberry basil or a blackberry sage type of margarita where the one that we're making is just straight up lime and, and the, and the um, sweet, and those blend better with a Blanco or like cucumber or jalapeno. If you're doing those type of muddles in a margarita, those work really well with the Blancos. But if you think about those warmer type of um, tequilas, they work better with the more aged tequilas. If you're making that kind of a warmer kind of, um, kind of margarita. And when we jump back, we're gonna mix this, we're gonna shake this, and I'll talk about how to do those strawberries and blackberry margaritas and how to add on to all of those. Because if you go away with nothing else, you're going, going to go away with a new appreciation for what a margarita can be. It doesn't necessarily have to be this traditional margarita that we're making. And for some of us, we might not be able to um, the line doesn't do us well. So there are other opportunities for us out there to look at the expansiveness of what margaritas could be. So on that note, let's take a break and we'll come back and actually get to our shaking portion of the session. Listen up. The wealth you receive is a result of your personal relationship with the soul of money meaning your spiritual well-being affects your ability to create abundance. Jennifer Bloom works with people to mend the spiritual disconnects that block up the cash flow. How's your relationship with yourself? Are you in balance with the divine? I know, these are big questions, but there are answers. Take Jennifer's free money relationship quiz to learn where you need to focus your energy and watch yourself grow into the abundance you deserve. Trust the divine. Learn to receive. You are worthy of all the wealth you seek. Visit jenniferbloom.com and click on the purple banner to take the free money relationship quiz. That's jenniferbloom, B-L-O-O-M-E.com. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book, to get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. And just think it's only 11.45. <laughs> and here, at least Pacific Coast time, so the East Coast are already playing. Don't we usually follow that up, that, that it's 5 o'clock somewhere? So, all righty then. It's 5 o'clock somewhere, so let's all celebrate. Okay, so back to Luann. So far, we've covered our sweet and our sour, and now we go to the buzz. 
the important piece, the buzz. And I've talked about the different ages of the different tequilas and I'm gonna use a reposado. I think Joan I will use her in Yeho. So oh. the sweet, the sour and the buzz. Um, oh, and again, normally you would have your ice in your, in your bucket and we didn't put the ice in yet, but so far in your shaker, you should have the sweet and the sour equal amounts. So let's pretend you had already put the ice in, but let's put some ice in now. How's that loud noise? Authentic. We need authenticity. Yeah, sound effects are great. These are natural. That's my ringtone, actually, the sound of ice cubes. So you've got some ice in your shaker. Yes, ma'am. And so we did the sweet and the sour, equal parts, and then double the buzz. Pretty easy to remember. So an ounce of sweet, an ounce of sour, and two ounces of buzz, or a cup of sweet, a cup of sour, and two cups of buzz. So it's two to one, always, super simple. Okay. And it's 11 o'clock in the morning and I'm pouring tequila. <laughs> and the intention is to drink, it's crazy. But it's five o'clock somewhere, right? That's right. Okay, so there it is. So you've got the sweet, the sour, and the buzz, double the buzz, and ice. Now, before you get crazy and start shaking, remember your glass way back so long ago that you rimmed so beautifully? Drop some ice right in there. New, fresh ice. Got it. And fill it, fill it, fill it. Beautiful. Okay, so you've got your glass full. Yep. You've got your sweet, your sour, and your buzz, and some ice. Oh. If you've got little holes in the top, make sure you put that. Okay, this is the fun part. And imagine you and all of your friends on a screen, all of you shaking and dancing at the same time. I'm sorry, I don't have some crazy fancy dance. I guess I should, but you're gonna just shake until it feels very, very, very cold. So let's go all together. Five o'clock somewhere. cold very cold okay now sometimes if you've got to take that cap off you'll see bartenders really smack it the truth is i'm not a bartender never had any of that training i just know how to make a very pure perfect margarita so take your little cap off or whatever you're doing or separate it or whatever there we go and you're going to drop that right into your glass Ooh, I can lock this time. Now, if you're making this along with me and you used a Blanco, you're gonna notice that your drink is a little lighter, right? Joan and I both used a darker tequila, so it's gonna be a little more yellow. But if you're using a Blanco, of course, it's gonna be, um, it's gonna be more clear. Ours is going to be a little more honey flavor, a little more um, oak. And um, if you're using it with a Blanco, you're going to notice more citrus forward and more agave forward. So there it is. Tiny little thing. And um, I don't have it right here. I have it in my fridge. If you want to add a little splash of soda water to this, it makes it really refreshing and really nice. This sounds crazy, but if it's nighttime and it's cold, here in Arizona, if it's getting like down into the 60s, um, you, I like to drink it like this. But if it's warm, if it's hot out, and you want it a little light and a little citrusy, um, you can you can add a little soda water in. Now, one way to make sure that your drink is always really, really good tasting is to charge your glass. How do you charge your glass? You hold your glass up you toast to the person that you love and the person that you're with and you say salud. So here we go. Ah, salud. salud. Let's have a sip. If it's a little too tart, add a little, a little more of your sweet. Yummy. If it's a little strong, you can drop a little more water in it, but it should be clean and fresh and just taste really good 
that fresh lime and a little bit of the, the tequila flavors in there, but not too much. And I think that's, that is what makes a difference. When you have the sweeteners that they use, is that thicker taste? And I wouldn't have noticed that unless we were talking about this just now. Right. So it's really, really light, really, really And light. a lot of those sweeteners that you can buy um, give you a, a, they hurt in my throat or they'll give me heartburn. And you're not going to get that with just a straight up, a straight up sweetener like agave syrup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is fabulous. We're getting we're getting to the close of the end towards the end of the show. And before we go, first of all, I want to say thank you to Luann for taking this time on her very very busy day. Cinco de Mayo is her national holiday all the time. This is better than Christmas, Fourth of July, birthday all rolled into one in her world. And um, again, it's all about awareness to action. And it's looking at, hopefully you've heard something here that you're going to move into action, possibly start squeezing your own lines. You're never gonna look at a line the same way when you go to the grocery store. You're never gonna look at a bottle of tequila the same way. And you're, so Luann, quickly, you told me that you're going to share, so this might not be the best sipping. What are some other things we can do with this? Ooh, yes, if you ended up, and sometimes you'll get stuff like that as a gift. And I'm like, really, what am I gonna do with this? You can cook with it. I cook with my lower quality tequila a lot of times because of course it's got sugar in it. So if you saute shrimp or you soak shrimp in it or your fish, it blends really well with seafood before you grill it, before you put it on the stove. There's, um, that's, that's what I use any of my um, tequilas that I've ever gotten as a gift. That's got a little bit of sugar in it. Perfect, because it'll caramelize it a bit. Excellent, full service, full service here, full service. Perfect. So before we head out, Luann, how can people find you? I would love you to hang out on my Facebook page, Tequila Snobs, there's more than one of us, Snobs with an S um, on Facebook. Tequila Snobs Community on Facebook is a group where we just all get together and talk and share ideas. Um, I will let you into that. Tell me how you found it and jump in there. Tequila Snobs events, more talks about what I do and the different events that I do, the corporate events that I could do and the in-home parties, as well as um, these type of virtual parties that I can do. And then Instagram as well, Tequila Snobs. Um, same thing, pretty easy to find. If you want to write me a note, I love notes, tequila snobs at gmail.com. Pretty easy. I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere, but it's tequila snobs. So the offer that she's providing our listeners and our followers is just send her an email and request the opportunity to do a Zoom virtual. It would be very, very similar to what you experienced today. So please, Open this up to your friends and your family all over the country, all over the world. It doesn't matter. And of course, if you are here locally with us in Arizona, in the Maricopa Pinal County area, by all means, you can consider now possibly doing a, doing an in-person event because we're, we're, we're somewhat open. So again, thank you so much for being here and joining me. I'm Joan Marlowe. The show is Awareness to Action. My business is called Peaceful Easy Healing. I'm a life coach life and wellness coach and a Reiki master, as well as an educator. Education is first in my life. And you can find the information about me at peacefullyhealing.com. And I certainly look forward to seeing you on my regular show, which is the first and third Tuesdays of every month at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So thank you so much. Again, salud to you salud. out there. Have a great Cinco de Mayo. Be safe. That's first and foremost, but also be smart now when you're out there shopping for all of your ingredients for your wonderfully delicious, perfect margarita that's not going to give you a hangover.